Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. You call in and we'll give you the best advice we can. If you're at a crossroads, you need a second opinion, a third opinion, we are here for you unbiased but also biased to the fact that we want you to win financially and do it debt free that's so, right i take that back jade but <laughs> we can have our opinions that's true it's the ramsey show we that's got the ramsey opinion for. and uh you get what you paid for sean is up first in kansas city sean welcome to the show thank you for taking my call george and jade you're Happy welcome to do it. what's going on so I will be selling my home uh, this spring, and my wife and I will be purchasing a new home. And my question is whether I should roll all the profits from my sale into the new home. Um, I'm currently in baby step two. We have worked our uh, deficit down to about 30000 uh, remaining, which I had planned to uh, have it paid off in the fall. Um, but if I put 10 to 15% down on the new home, then what we would have left over from the profits would actually uh, take us out of baby step two. And we would have the fully funded emergency fund um, and baby step three. And uh, we've been going through this for some time. So I kind of like the idea of jumping, kind of knocking out the debt, having the emergency fund um, with the new home purchase. But at the same time, uh, I'm not sure if I should roll everything into the new home and then keep working baby step two. If you were to put 20%, take 20% of the profit and put it towards the new house, would it give you enough to do baby step two? And how much of the, would you get three months out of it? Three months of savings? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Um, depending on what the sale is, we would uh, clear between probably 75 and 85. And I think we had 35,000 through Churchill mortgage, um, we were planning on putting thirty-five to forty thousand down. Okay. And what's the home sale that. price of the one you're buying? It'd be uh, one seventy-five to two hundred is what we would be selling, and what we're pre-approved for is three hundred. Okay, so you're going to put forty down on a house that you bought for how much? Two sixty. Two sixty is the home. All right. What's your take-home pay? Uh, together we bring, well, I know we, we make 10000 We bring home 10000 Okay, so 10000 take-home pay. So we want that mortgage to be about 25% of your take-home pay. And so if you put yep. 40 down on 260 that would put you right there. That is a, that's a sweet spot. Now, if you put down 35 you'd still be good. So could okay. you put down 35 and still be able to pay off your debt? Yes. And have an emergency fund? Yes. Oh, this is, you're rock and rolling, man. Heck yeah. The odds are in your favor. Absolutely. (laughs) So whatever the equity is, we're paying off the debt, building an emergency fund. The rest is going to go towards that down payment. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Okay, wow. And then you're, because what that does, like you said, it catapults you to baby steps four, five, six. Yep. So then we begin investing 15% of that household income, and then we still have margin left over because we have a very reasonable mortgage comparatively to our take-home pay to pay off the house early. 
yes. So you're doing this with a lot of wisdom, and and I hope it's a smooth transition and move. I I know it's a man. It's stressful, even when you're in your spot. It's still just a lot mentally and physically. Yeah, I know. Uh, my wife, <laughs> she really wants to get out of baby step two. <laughs> She's in trouble. <laughs> so. Well, you're doing it the right way, yeah. Sean. We're proud of you, man. This way to great. go. And uh, good folks over there at Churchill. All right, let's move on to Jackson in Dayton. Jackson, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, George. Thanks, Jade. How you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. What's going on? All right. Hey, so get straight to the point. My question is, how much money should I put into a used car? Well, that depends. How much cash do you have? Well, I guess like savings, like my emergency fund and like my savings. Well, yeah. Do you have any money that you've started saving specifically for a car? Like, tell us a little bit more about the situation. Okay. So about a month ago, I hit a deer. Ooh, yikes. And uh, yeah, no fun. And my insurance totaled my car and they're giving me about $2,800 for it. They're giving you, they're writing you a check for 2,800 bucks? Yes. All right. Okay. What other money do you have in the bank? So, um, and my actual savings, I have about, say, $10,000. Okay. And in my emergency fund, I have about 8000 okay. okay. So let's say you've got about 20000 to your name? Yeah, let's say that. Is that right? Do you have any yes, debt? Correct. I'm actually debt-free. I've been debt-free for uh, my whole life. Nice. Personally. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. So the, the goal here is to not touch the emergency fund. And okay. so let's say you said your emergency fund was about 8000 right now? Correct. Okay. So that gives us the ten you have saved plus the 2800 that the insurance company is giving you. Mm-hmm. And so my goal would be, can we get you That's a $12,000 car? A $12,000 car. Okay. It's out there. Is that laughable to you? I hope not because that's Um, my budget for my next used car. No, no, no. So (laughs) I guess for me, for me, it's like, um, how do I kind of also preserve some of my savings? I'm 20 years old and I guess my long-term goal is like get a house someday. And do you want to spend less than that on a car? Oh, so you want to go lower. Oh, wow. Perhaps, maybe. That's kind of my... That's great. I'm, yeah. I'm for. I'm here for that. I mean, you can find now. You're going to get a lot of haters, but they're literally out there for sale. Oh that yeah, are six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. That yes. are that are great. They're going to be higher mileage. They're not going to be Perfect. the shiniest, newest, I, fanciest. But it sounds like you don't care about that. I just love that he's thinking this no, way. No, I don't care about that. Right so now. you'd rather allocate more money towards the down payment. What's your income? Oh yeah, so right now I'm only making what uh, say twenty eight thousand a year. Okay. As a cobbler. How old are you? I'm 20 years old. Oh, yeah. And are you in school or do you go straight to the trades and you're just going to continue cobbling? I just went straight to work uh, since high school. Took your uh, foundations in personal finance senior year. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out. See how it works. That's great. And your income is going to go up. I mean, you're 20 years old. You've got plenty of time, whether you continue cobbling and, you know, build that out further. or I would consider a side hustle to save up this down payment. You got some time on your hands outside of your cobbling job? Yeah, I do. And a part of my cobbling job is also leatherworking. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I've been trying to think of uh, some, like, projects I could do. 
Jackson, man, you make some cool leather goods and start selling them in the neighborhood on Facebook, on Etsy, you're going to have that down payment saved up in no time. But I'd go start researching the car you want, get a pre-purchase inspection, regardless of where you're buying it from, by a good mechanic uh, to make sure you're making a wise decision there. But I don't think you really care about cars. You care more about your future, and I respect that, Jackson. Oh, I respect Jackson. I love the way his mind works. Woo! More of The Ramsey Show coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, co-host of this show, of course, but also Smart Money Happy Hour with our good friend Rachel Cruz. You can check that out on The Ramsey Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join this hour by Jade Warshaw, and we're having a good time here at The Ramsey Show taking your calls about life and money. 888-825-5225. Paul is up next in NYC. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm actually a First-time caller, a long-time listener. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Welcome. How can we help? All right. So um, basically right now I'm looking into um, basically making a timeline of when I could move out of my parents' house. I mean, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm basically just making my uh, early uh, steps in advance. Okay. How old are you? 31. Okay. So what's the plan looking like so far? So, I mean, 2022 was a very good year for me financially. I actually was just going through my uh, my finance spreadsheets, and I actually finished out the year with 81,000. That was my total year-end revenue. Cool. And um, I'm also um, I'm also a music teacher as well, uh, teaching chorus and general music, and I do private lessons on the sides. Okay. On the side for uh, piano and drums, and um, yeah, it all worked out really well for me last year i'm also a uh, student debt free as of That's this past april excellent so uh, yeah yeah so uh, having the new income coming with my most recent teaching job really helped out tremendously with that That's so cool. as of now yeah as of now i have forty two thousand uh saved up and uh, i'm hoping by the end of this year i can get past eighty thousand okay is that and that's the goal eighty thousand dollars saved yeah, at least. And that's mm-hmm. going to be your down payment on I'm guessing an apartment or what are you looking for? what are you looking for? I mean either house or condo. I don't know if I'm just going to be comfortable paying what like 2 grand or more in, in rent and just having that. Are you go looking out, like, to live month. Are you looking to live in the city or are you looking in the outskirts? Uh no, on uh, Long Island. Okay, on Long Island. Okay. So, if you moved out today, what would your rent be? Um, if you rented I mean, somewhere, probably. Yeah, if I rented somewhere, I mean, probably around where I live, I mean, it would probably be north of two grand, which I would definitely not be able to swing now. What's your take-home pay? Uh, take-home pay, I guess, each month is probably going to be around uh, six grand. Okay. okay. So, if you could find something that's could you find something for fifteen hundred? Uh, I mean, it might be a bit of a stretch. I mean, especially around here. I mean, in Long Island in particular. 
Um, but I mean, I could start looking and to see what, what comes up. I would start looking. I think, you know, I know that you want to get to 80K, but that sounds like it could take take a stretch of time. And I'd like for you to make that timeline a little bit uh, slimmer to get out of your parents' house. I mean, you're making 6K a month. I don't think there's any reason that you can't support yourself and live on your own. Um, and if you stayed, I would have clear communication with parents going, hey, here's my goal. 12 months from now, I'm moving out. My mm-hmm. goal is to save this much. Even if I have don't have all that saved, I'm moving out, even if it means renting somewhere. Um, because I think it'll give you a, a lot of dignity and independence that you don't currently have. And I know it's a high cost of living area. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an insane situation over there. I'm from Boston, so I totally get it. Um, that it's it's a lot of money you need to save up for that down payment. Have yeah. you looked at condos in the area and see to see what that's going to cost you to buy? Yeah, I just started looking at those. I mean, if I'm looking, let's say, between 300, 500 grand, I mean, that's obviously very steep. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've only recently just started looking at that. I haven't really like tailored my searches on, on the condos lately. Yeah, I'd start looking into that. And also, you know, how many hours? I know that you're kind of freelancing right now. You're into music. How many hours a week are you working? Is there a way that you can pick up more lessons, pick up more, you know, teaching and and really amp up your income even more so that you can make this happen faster? Or even increase your hourly rate yeah. by a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, currently, it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm at probably the busiest I've ever been. I have probably... 30 students on the side freelance, but, uh, but my main job is teaching in a public school. Uh-huh. So that's already five days a week. Okay. So I've got all those going at the same time. I'm working six days a week. What does the public school job pay? So that's around uh, 67000 per year. Okay. And my, pri- my private lessons account for between, uh, that's an additional twenty to twenty five grand a year. That's good. Can I just ask you, how much are you charging hourly for your lessons? So hourly, it's around, well, it's it's split up by half hour. And I, I teach at two different places where it's um, um, like around 15 or so per half hour. So we're a little over 30 an hour. I that can't, feels super it's cheap. It's super cheap. Can I just say this? Can, and Can you teach me, Paul? I mean, yeah, goodness gracious. I, I did oh, yeah. lessons. <laughs> Paul, I did lessons for years. My husband did bass lessons and keys lessons, and I taught piano and voice lessons. And I only did hour blocks. And I charged a dollar a minute, so it was at least $60. And then after I had a certain block of students, which you have more than I had, I charged $100 an hour. And if you're teaching music right. and you know yeah. how to play music, you know your stuff. You need to charge more money, dude. Paul, and you think can. about this. If you raised uh, yeah. your rates to 30 for a half hour, you could do half the work for the same amount of money. Yeah. And no one no, would bet an yeah. eyelash. Exactly. Yeah, the only problem is it's it's within two places, like two separate businesses. I'm not teaching private lessons on my own anymore. Uh, I, man, I think that you can, Paul. I think there's major opportunity here. And here's the thing. I think that when you get out of your parents' house, there is a certain level of comfort and security when you know you got a place, you know, you know you've got that place, right? You know, mom and dad, I can just pull in the driveway and it's there. But when you start having your own place and you got to hit that rent, I think that that is going to motivate you in ways that you never, you're going to become so more, much more innovative 
because necessity is the mother of invention. When you need to get that money, you need to make that money. You will start having ideas and you will start making those ideas happen because you have no choice but to make those ideas happen. So I think, Paul, for you, for your music business, for your lessons to take off, I actually think that getting out of your parents' house is going to be essential for you. And I hope that you make that move sooner than later. Absolutely. And I love, I mean, Paul is just like a likable guy. Yeah. We're just rooting for Paul. He I is am. the main character and we want to see Paul yes. win. And uh, by the way- I want to see him raise his prices, George. Yes. And this is a great reminder that you don't get a pass on math because you live in a high cost of living area. True that. And so if you want to live in New York City, Long Island, Boston, mm-hmm. LA, you name it, you got to make more in Absolutely. order to still hit your money goals or you got to show up there when you and with a whole bunch of money which most people don't have. Yep. Yep. But looking yep. at the numbers here, you know, getting a condo even for 300 grand with 80 down, that's still 2200 bucks a month almost. Yeah. On that 15 year, which is the only mortgage we'd ever recommend you have because the goal right. is to get out of debt, not be in it twice as long. And he might have to rent and that's all right. The and so that was my thing. He may need to thing. rent and keep saving, do the side hustle for one more year, yep. save up another 20, use all the side hustle money to, yes. uh, in the savings, get to 100 grand on, a, as a down payment. Yes. And I bet you this, when Paul gets out of mama and papa's uh, house, he might meet himself a nice fine lady. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That he wow. Can, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing here, George, well, because point there's something to that. Dual income, like while marriage is great, dual income is also something that not a lot of people talk about. That's right. Having the power of two incomes at your disposal okay. changes the game. It changes your money goals. And we've yes. seen the numbers. Married couples just build wealth quicker because you've yes. got more manpower. There. They build wealth quicker. And it says that if they combine their finances, they are actually happier. They're more likely to stay together and they build wealth four times faster. There you go. If that's not a reason to get married, I don't know what is. Marriage marriage has got a bad rap in today's culture. It has. It's looked at very negatively, especially from the men. They're like, well, she's just going to take me to the cleaners. I'm yeah. like, well, no wonder you're still single, dude. No one wants to marry that guy with that attitude. Yeah, I'm con- I am I have to say I'm honestly confused by that because I have seen that when you are in a loving relationship, no addiction, nothing crazy going on, right? So there's no reason to not combine the finances. But when you do combine them, man, you get out of debt faster. You build that wealth faster. It's a win-win. Amen. Hey, more of your calls coming up. We want to hear from you. Join the conversation at 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. We're a show that talks a lot about building wealth. And if you're wondering, building wealth in this economy? Are you kidding me? Well, we keep hearing that question. We get the confusion. There's a lot of noise out there, a lot of naysayers, a lot of hope stealers. Uh, And there's some legitimacy, right? We've got inflation and massive layoffs and rising interest rates. And we want to give you guys the answers you need. And so we're hitting the road and coming to a city near you this spring with our Building Wealth tour. That's right. Dave Ramsey and our entire team of Ramsey personalities will be doing a Building Wealth Live spring tour where we dig into all of these hot topics and give you a proven plan to build wealth and keep it 
Yep, even in this economy. And tickets are selling real fast, so don't miss your chance to secure your spot today. Here's where we're going. Come see us out on the road. Indianapolis, February 16th. Austin, Texas, February 23rd. Salt Lake City on April 24th. And Anaheim on May 2nd. Tickets start at just 49 bucks, or you can get a four-pack of tickets starting at 175 So bring your friends. It's going to be a good time. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events to reserve your seats now. And Jade, you'll be joining us at a few of those. I will. The Looking first two dates. That's exciting. You're going to love it. Ooh-wee. These crowds, are they are electric. I love it. I love me an electric crowd. Ooh. Can't wait for that. All right. Let's get to the phones. Corey joins us up next in Chicago. Corey, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Doing good. How can we help? Um, I just want to first say I'm a big fan of you guys and the Ramsey show, and I uh, just really appreciate you guys taking my call. Oh, thank awesome. you. Um, so I did have some, uh, financial advice I was hoping to get from you guys. Um, so I recently, uh, came, acquired a settlement, uh, from a car accident I was in. Um, now it is uh, a lot more money than I've ever had before. Uh, and I'm just trying to get some advice on what to do with it, where to put it and what to, you know, the first, the first steps. Sure. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I, I had, um, I had some surgeries, uh, probably some, Future surgeries, my doctor said, uh, in years to come. I'm 30 right now, so, um, you know, possibly later down the road, they said uh, I'll have to come, uh, I'll I'll probably end up having some. Are you able to continue working, or has it affected the way you work? Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm I'm finally back to work after the first couple years was rough, but uh, I've been back to work for now, two to three years now. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry that happened, but I'm glad that you're back to work and doing okay. Uh, So how much was the settlement? Um, so right now it should be between 175 and 225. Okay. Um, yeah, they're just doing their due diligence and, um, yeah, it should be between roughly between that amount. Okay. Do you have any debt or what's going on with your yeah, financial so, situation? Yeah, so we, we do have some debt. Um, I'll start first, start with, we have about 15, um, in credit card debt. Okay. 15,000 in credit card debt. Uh, about 25 on both cars. Okay. Uh, so we're almost done paying them both off. Uh, we also have about 280 uh, in the house. Okay. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Okay. And do you have? Um, all right. So what's I'm ta- your what's your household income? Uh, so roughly we are just under a hundred after taxes. Okay. After tax. Okay. And you're both working. Correct. Yeah, you know, this money, I think that you can do a lot with it. Uh, you're definitely going to be able to get yourself debt-free when it pays out. And I think that from there on, I would definitely make sure that, you know, I have the right people in place. I think that with this money, you always want to make sure you have the right tax professionals helping you, uh, especially because after that, you're going to pay off your debt. You're going to put aside some three to six months of savings. You're going to start investing. And once you start investing, that's when you're really going to want, you know, the help of some tax advisors in your corner, investment professionals in your corner so that you can make the right choices with this money. Um yeah, this is that's what I would do with it. What do you think, George? Yeah, Corey, do you have any other money in the bank? Uh, I actually do not. Um, we don't. We don't have a savings. We actually just started uh, listening to your show recently, and we became both huge fans. Uh, we really want to start, you know, the baby steps. Uh, we want to be 
fully and actively engaged. And I know with, you know, the payments and the credit cards and the car payments, all that was very tough. Uh, but now we do have a blessing uh, to get us in the right steps. Um, and we're, we're just, we're very committed to the plan and we just want to attack, attack, attack. Awesome. That's That's What's good. your mortgage payment every month? Uh, so we are currently paying about twenty one fifty. Okay. So here's here's what I would do in your shoes. Number one, obviously you want to move very slowly with this amount of money. We're not gonna this right. is not a shopping spree. Obviously this this money was paid for with your injury. And so exactly. we want to use it wisely. We don't know what the medical future looks like for you with these surgeries. So we want to be very wise and have a fully funded emergency fund. I would lean towards six months if I'm in your shoes. And so let's say you lo let's lowball it and say you get 175 on this check. I would immediately pay off all of my debt. So get rid of the that consumer debt, the credit card, the car loans. That that's forty thousand worth about. Okay. Yes. And so that would leave you with let's if it was one seventy five, leaves you with one thirty five. Then we're going to set aside six months of expenses. You think thirty k would be fair for six months of expenses? Uh, yeah, it's probably generous. Okay, that would then leave you with one hundred and five thousand left over, and that would put you at baby step four, five, six, and beyond. And so maybe you fully fund Roth IRAs for both of you, and that's sixty five hundred piece. So that's another thirteen grand gone. And the rest, you can start attacking the mortgage with. Okay, that's uh, that is a really good um, that's a really good step because um, we were looking into Roth IRAs because um, we don't really have too much um, you know experience. Both we come from families that live paycheck to paycheck, so um, we, you know I've never really been accustomed to you know living in a household where we were continuously saving. Um, so this is all kind of new for us. Well, and that's where um, having the right people in your corner, the right pros who you can trust is going to be so key. Like Jade mentioned, you need to be working with a tax pro and you need an investing pro and you need an insurance pro. And so I would go to RamseySolutions.com. You can click on Ramsey Recommends and connect with all of those uh, in your area, in the Chicago area, who can walk with you through this and make sure that we're maximizing this, protecting ourselves, um, because there's also family to worry about now. They're going, whoa, Corey just got a big payday. Yeah. And so you got to right. be very cognizant of the people in your life. I wouldn't go telling people you got a big settlement because it makes you a target. Thank you. And so um, I, if you got a great shoulder, a great head on your shoulder. I would just really walk slowly with this. Other than paying off the debt and getting a pile of money in the bank, I would move slowly and do it when you feel like you're ready. And don't go spending you know buying up nice cars and toys right. we got to protect our future and not only medically but also i want you guys to retire with dignity and this money can help you guys do that in a big way mm -hmm. thank you and yeah like i said we're we're very fully invested and i you know wanted to get you know get on the ramsey plan uh before we even got a, got, got our hands on this yeah Corey, um, do you guys so have any kids uh, yes, we do. Okay. Just uh, one. Okay, great. And have you guys actually gone through Financial Peace University? Uh, unfortunately, we just haven't had the finances to do any of that. Okay. Well, let's get them a copy. Let's get them set up with Financial Peace University. I think it'd be really great if you guys go through that because I can tell you do want to be really smart about this. And if you have that foundation under you, you're going to know exactly what to do. Those nine classes are really going to set you up with step by step. And it's not just going to be 
the what it's going to teach you why as well which i think for you guys with this money that's going to be really important because you're in this for the long haul you got baby step four investing the 15 percent uh baby step five you're going to be able to start putting away for your your kids college and then on and on to baby step six and seven so you guys have a really great uh financial future in front of you and like you said you know this this accident you know it sucks but you got this settlement and now it's kind of setting you up for a, a better situation here so like george said we were dealt so let's just use it wisely and in financial peace university the investing lesson the insurance lesson yes. is going to leave you with so much confidence and less confusion about my future and what should i be doing and there's so many voices out there and there's so many options out there this filters it all down and tells you exactly what you need and yeah. we're rooting for you man call us back if we can help along and it, the way it's nine lessons i want you to do all nine together. lessons together. don't stop after lesson one This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Galatians 5.14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Mm. Love it. Good stuff. Love that. From uh, MLK there. All right. Let's go to the phones. Jalen joins us in Tupelo, Mississippi. Jalen, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you, Jalen? I'm doing good. How can we help? Uh, yeah, so just a quick rundown. Um, I'm 23 years old. I make about $50,000 a year, and uh, I'm trying to clean up a big car mistake. Okay. Um, how big? Uh, $35,000 worth. That's okay. a loan? Yes. Okay. And what's uh, the car so, worth? So the car is worth uh by Kelly Blue Book is about twenty seven five. Okay. You got any um, money in the bank? Mm, not much, very little. Is like that a thousand? Your own? Uh three. Three thousand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh is that your only debt? Uh no, I have about four thousand in credit cards. All right. Yeah, we got to get out of this loan. If I'm you, I'm definitely going to get out of that loan. Uh, it's too much of your income, you know, and I, if I'm you, in this case, it's worth, you've got 8K in the bank. No, 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 3K? you've got 3K in the bank. So in this case, I would, honestly, I would sell it and I would take out a small little, you know, go to a credit union and take a small loan out for that 5K that you're upside down and... You know, at that point, it's worth it for you to get out of $35,000 of debt. And then you can take the money, you know, from there, we're going to try to get a cash car after that. Yeah, How does that so sound that to be, you? That'll be my next question. I've already um, looked at uh, the possibility of getting a loan, and I actually already have a loan. I'm just yet to sign the papers. What do you um, mean you have a loan? What kind of loan is this? It's a consolidation loan. 
Ooh, no, 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 no. We not don't, want, that kind we of don't want that. What are you trying to consolidate? You don't, yeah, what you only have two two deals here. Well, the the cars, I'm not going to get 275 for the car. I've I've looked around at the offers and I've been offered uh 25, 26 from where? So I was still, uh places like uh just local dealer dealerships. Well, yeah, you don't want you don't want to go there. I mean, you need to do some homework and uh-huh. shop everywhere, go private party, uh-huh. Craigslist, Auto Trader, Facebook Marketplace. Hey, don't I'm don't do that up. consolidation. Don't sign that. Don't do that. Okay. It's not helping okay. you. All it is is moving around the debt mm-hmm. with crappier terms, and it's not going to get you out of debt any faster. It'll just make you feel like you did something. Yeah. So, How many hours of work are you working? Um, it varies. I'm on salary, so I just I just work like five, six days a week. Okay. I want you to work more because what I want to do, I want to get you out of this debt. And like I said, for me, it's worth getting out of this out of this car loan, but you're going to need to save up a little bit of money before you can do that. So I want you working so hard, bringing in as much cash as you can, because I want you keeping the 1K as your starter emergency fund. So that gives you 2K that you may be able to put towards your next car. And I want you to save up a little bit more money so that you can get out of this 35K loan and also be on your way to paying off that other 4K that you have in debt. Right. Okay. I understand. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think, you know, it's overwhelming because you're looking at this and it's like, oh my gosh, I just made this huge mistake. And it's really easy to just like try to jump into a solution that feels like it's going to solve everything for you instantly. But t- let me tell you, consolidation, that's, it's really not the way. A lot of times you end up getting a bigger interest rate on the on whatever the consolidation is because it's based on your credit score. You, they're, they're paying you money. You're paying them money to do something that you can do yourself. They're not going to pay off the debt for you. You still got to pay the debt off. So what's what you know? In this case, it, it's just not worth it for you at all. Like I said, um, if you, if it takes for you to get a small loan from a credit union just to to bridge that gap between the thirty five k and you know whatever you're able to sell it for twenty five you know twenty seven and a half it looks like it's worth it to do that to get out of it. But I also want you to be able to get into a cash car. So let's work like crazy, man. Let's get another two, three, four K saved up and let's get out of this thing and let's get a cash car. It doesn't have to be great. Get yourself a beater that gets you from point A to point B. Do you have a long commute? Uh, Actually, I have a work uh, vehicle. What? Look, dude, you're holding out on us, bro. Can you use that for a while? Uh, Not to drive, no. Okay. So what what do you use the work vehicle for? Uh, Just work. But do you use like it to I, I get work. to work? But you can't get to work in it? Yeah, I do. Okay. okay. So yeah. when, when do you use the personal car? Just on the weekends? Honestly, I hate to say it, but never. Jalen, oh Jalen, Jalen, Jalen. That's You what are hurts. getting rid of this car today. Because at this point, bro, you just need a beater. Just yeah, something just, to get you from point to A to point Trader. B. I use the Tupelo zip code. I sorted low to high. Yeah. There's some great cars for four, five grand. Yes. And so I'm taking the personal loan, getting out of this thing. Yes. And using that money towards a used car that you're never even going to use. So there you go. Thanks for the call, Jalen. Michelle is up next. She is in Sydney, Australia. Wow. Michelle, what's up? Hi guys. Um, okay, I'm really nervous. So, That's um, all right. in 2000, <laughs> in 2015, my husband bought. Before we met, my husband bought a house for around 240,000. Um, fast forward to now, or actually, 
like late last year, um, we loathe being long distance landlords. So uh, we decided that we were going to sell it. Got an agent, had zero offers between September and middle of December, and realized maybe we need to get a new agent. Got a new agent. She sounded really good, lots of experience. Um, two weeks ago, we got an offer on the house that we listed for three seventy five on her advice. Uh, the offer was three thirty five. So obviously, we were not that excited about it. We declined. We said that our lowest is three sixty that we would want to accept, which we've then since lowered to 350 because we're starting to get nervous. Um, and so I have, I have a two part question. Um, when they made the offer of 335, it took them two weeks to come back with a counter of 340. So we like didn't really make much uh, progress there. And when we kind of said we weren't excited about that to the agent, she wrote us a really long email basically telling us why we should accept it, that that price seems good for the house because of this, that needs to be done, that needs to be done. And kind of like, I don't know, just resigning to the fact that that's what it's worth. So when we got on the phone with her, she was like, well, this person said it's worth this much and people doing walkthroughs are telling us it's too expensive. So I'm kind of thinking like, well, you told us the price of 375. Like, did we just set ourselves up for failure? So is this in Sydney? Is that like, uh, no, this is in England. My husband's British. He bought the house there like seven years ago. Okay. Um, Have you guys seen the comps in the area? I mean, are you able to look at what's going on and and see how your property measures up to the ones selling around it? Yeah. So apparently like there was a comp a few weeks ago that sold for three fifty. That was like one bedroom less and didn't need any work, which the house we are selling does need work. And so what would it cost for you guys to do the work? Or do you think the amount that they're lowering Uh it by is, is valid? You know, is it Um, 25,000 worth of work? I mean, no, like true work needed maybe 10000 but like to make it updated and new, yeah, it might cost that much. Well, you got two options. Either you guys fix it up and so that you can price it higher. If you think you can fix it for ten and it'll net you twenty five, that's probably worth doing. That's such a hassle, though. It's, it's just so it hard is, to if, even but manage. If you want more money for it and people are going, I don't want to deal yeah. with it. You don't want to deal with it. Someone's got to deal with it. And that's the thing. The market's going to speak. I remember when Sam and I were moving from Florida here, you know, the realtor had said, oh, we're going to be able to sell your house for X amount of dollars. Blah, blah. And we we're like all excited. But then as the market spoke, everybody was offering, you know, 20000 30000 less than what he was saying. And after a while, it was like, okay. This is reality. So we can either do more to, it wasn't worth it for us to do more to fix up the house, but when the market speaks, it speaks. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you can get another opinion from another realtor and say, hey, is this real? Are the comps real? Are the the fixes real? And then make the decision from there. But you might have to just take less because there's work to be done and ain't nobody want to do it. That's right. This puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Jade Warshaw. My thanks to everyone in the booth and you, America. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.